Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. Check this out. On this podcast, what I want to talk about is a wild night. This night took place way back in the day, back in the 90s when I was in college. Uh, I will initially begin by saying that the names that I will use in this story aren't the names of the actual people. And this is to protect the guilty. (laughs) Uh, If you're familiar with this story, uh, this story, at least to me, it never gets old. Uh, Understand that this story is set in the 90s. And if you didn't live through the 90s or you just, you know, wasn't cool enough to come outside. Things were kind of wild in the 90s. So I want to apologize up front. Um, Okay, so. My recollection of this story. Basically. Wild things happen in college, um, or at least it did for me. And I went to, you know, historically black college. South Carolina State University. Shout out to my alma mater. Uh, Shout out to all HBCUs. And in the 90s in particular, what was really, really cool about HBCUs and my school in particular, like each day, you you never knew what was going to happen. And that was one of the beauties of being in college is that you just didn't know on a day to day basis what was going to happen. Um, there was always something interesting. (laughs) There was always something funny. There was also something crazy happening, right? So you really, you know, from my perspective, I look forward to each day. Um, I played football. So that made things that much better for me, if you will, high visibility kid. And, uh, you know, I was, I, I I was popular. I'm not going to say that I wasn't, but I was pretty popular. But that's not even the point. The point is, is that like things happen. And so really, when I look back on it, sometimes things happen or things that happen back in the day. I'm like, man, I wish we had the technology because keep in mind, I was in school from I was in college from 1991 to 1996. Right. So when I was in school, technology wasn't as advanced as it is now. Translation. There were no cell phones. There were no well, cell phones existed, but not like that. You had a car phone. (laughs) You had a brick phone. If you if you were rich enough to afford one, Um, you know, pagers weren't a thing. Um, Caller ID didn't exist. Uh, The Internet. Uh, was in his infancy. I remember uh, one of my uh, one of my best friends. Uh, <laughs> she uh, we would write each other. She went to Duke, and uh, shout out to Jamel. And we would uh, we would write each other. And I remember she wrote me one time. And she said, "Well, here's my electronic mail address." <laughs> and I was like, when I wrote it back, I was like, "Electronic mail? What the hell is that?" <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm mailing this letter right now. I don't need electronics. <laughs> um, so I, I want to kind of give you that setting as to how things were in the 90s. Right. So there was a lot of, um, you know, particularly in um, for young men. There was a lot of uh, misogynistic behavior and language, um, you know, back in the day. Because, again, we were wild in the 90s. That, that's 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 really about the easiest way I can explain it. Um, yeah, but the 90s, were, it was it was really wild. So I got a story for you. Um, and I remember this like it was yesterday. Right. So it was a Thursday night and we chilling in the dorm. And Thursday nights were always really cool because it's the end of the week. So we had this thing called Thursday Thursdays, right? So Thursday Thursdays, you know, cats would get drunk <laughs> in the dorm and, and then maybe go to a party or go to a club or something like that. Uh, now, full disclosure, I didn't drink when I was in college. I didn't drink the whole time I was in college. Didn't take my first drink until I was 26 years old. Um so I'm a late bloomer. <laughs> uh, and the reason why I didn't drink, because I, I honestly did not feel the need to drink. Uh, it, was, it wasn't something I needed. So and I, plus I came from, you know, a background of uh, grandfathers who were alcoholics. So, you know, I didn't need it. And I still I'm I'm very much a social drinker now. Like I'll drink every now and then. It's not I don't I've never been the come home. I got to get a beer type of guy. Right. So anyway. So we'd have Thursday Thursdays and then a lot of people would go out to clubs or whatever like that. So what happened was this particular night, it was Thursday, Thursday. And I always for 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 you listening, I always like being around my teammates in particular uh, on Thursday, Thursdays, because they would get drunk and like they <laughs> they would tell like the funniest stories. Right. And so it was always comical being around my teammates. And I love them to death, man. I, it's nothing I wouldn't do for any of them. Uh, so Thursday Thursdays were always interesting. And there was this club <laughs> that we used to go to called the Ritz. And so this particular night, we weren't going to the Ritz because I had a project due the next day for my international marketing class. I was a marketing major, right? And so international marketing, we had a project due that was due on Friday. And so I'm so that particular night, I'm staying in the dorm. And anybody knows me knows that my right hand man, one of my you know closest friends, my teammate, my boy, Mo. So we Mo was also a marketing major as well. So Mo came to my room and no, I went to Mo's room. I'm sorry. And we were working on this project. And again, we had it was due the next morning at 10 o'clock. So as much as I wanted to go to, um, you know, Club Ritz, I just couldn't because I had too much. Work in. <laughs> and as typical me and Mo style, you know, we were waiting until the last. I think we got we got the assignment like maybe two weeks prior to. And so, you know, me and Mo didn't do it until the last minute. That, you know, that's just that's really just how we got down. So. um so we're in the dorm and we're kind of contemplating as to how we're going to do this project because he's doing his, I'm doing mine. And we're kind of tossing ideas back and forth, uh, you know, sort of helping each other out, but, you know, not turning in the same work. And, you know, we were kind of, you know, both of us were kind of sad because this particular night, you know, almost everybody was going to Foxy, not Foxy, I'm sorry, 
Club Ritz. Foxy 44 had closed. I'm sorry. So Club Ritz, like this particular night, almost everybody was going to Club Ritz. That's all everybody was talking about. And this was really, this was going to be dope because this was right around the time when the weather broke. And trust me when I tell you, there's no better time on an HBCU campus is when the weather breaks. When the weather breaks, you start seeing people from everywhere, people you never even seen before, you people who you didn't even know went to school, you start seeing them around campus, right? And um, so this was the first night where, or first weekend where it was going to be really, really warm. And so, you know, everybody was headed to, you know, Club Ritz, except me and Mo. <laughs> And um, so most of our teammates were going to Club Ritz. So, you know, we're kind of like the, you know, step redheaded stepchildren still in the building. We're still um, chilling or whatever. And so we're doing our work. And (laughs) it's funny because Mo and I were just talking. We were talking about the project and then Mo mentioned he said, hey, man, I was downstairs earlier and I saw this dude. Let's just call him Nathan. <laughs> He's like, yo, I saw Nathan. And he was talking to this other guy named Terry. And he told Terry, I overheard him tell Terry, yo, it's on again tonight. And I was like, what does that mean? He said, well, I didn't know what he meant at first. And then he said, I saw Nathan later on in the calf. And he told somebody else it's on again tonight. And he said, I just I didn't really know what to make of it. He said, I just assume that they got a chick coming through. Now, for those of you who are at home <laughs> and you don't know what that means is that there had to have been some girl that was coming through. Now, I don't know if this girl was what she was doing for them or whatever the case may be, but she was doing something. And the way that Mo interpreted, which is the way that he told it to me, was that this was something that was happening for the second or third or fourth time. Cause he said it's on again tonight. And he said this to multiple people. So we're only left to assume is that, you know, this was a a often occurrence, if you will. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, so that was going down. Now, one thing you quickly learned, or at least one of the things I quickly learned uh, in at South Carolina State, just being in college in general in the 90s, is that. If there's some type of group sex going down, you don't want to be part of it, right? And the reason being, one is, is you know, it's, it's low key nasty as hell, and then two, like you never know how things can be interpreted or uh, perceived, if you will, because you might think, okay, hey, we're just, you know. 
I'll use me and Mo as an example. Okay, let's say I meet this girl. I'm like, yo, I want you to get down with me and my man. And she says, okay. And you thinking everything's cool. And then, you know, everything's consensual. And then later on, if she, you know, whatever the case may be, if she feels as though it wasn't consensual or if she, you know, felt some kind of way or whatever the case may be, the story could change. Right. And we see that. And this day and time happen a lot. Not to say that that's okay because it's not. So I don't want, as I'm telling the story, I don't want anybody listening to think that, you know, anybody was violated or anything like that. But that type of stuff did happen, right? And it happens a lot, unfortunately, on college campuses. And, you know, it's something that we as people, we as parents have to talk to our children about more, more so our sons and our daughters, to be honest, because it's a lot of bad and misogynistic behaviors that have to be stopped. And it starts with men. So let me just go ahead and get that out and open. So again, and I don't take sexual assault lightly at all. Right. So I just, I, I knew from the beginning, like if something like that was going down, you don't want to be around. Because I just kind of picture myself as if there's, you know, one girl and five guys, you know, I'm going to be the one that gets picked out of the lineup. You know what I'm saying? It's so I just I learned to just kind of stay away from those scenes. No, I and plus if I'm having sex, uh, I really just wanted to be me and you. I, I, I don't I don't work well with uh, with others around. <laughs> I don't need any company. I don't need anybody watching me. Um, so anyway, let's get back to the shits. So, <laughs> so we are. So again, Mo's telling me the story that he heard Nathan tell multiple people, quote unquote, it's on again tonight. So again, based on what he told the people, and the way that Mo told me the story, I was only left to assume that a girl was coming through and she was going to break them off. Did I want a part of that? Hell no. <laughs> but it was going down. So anyway, and again, this dude, Nathan, I know him, but I don't know. Him. I know him by face. I know him, you know, as in he a guy that lived in the dorm. If I see him, I say, what's up? Keep it moving. I didn't know anything else about him. I probably could. I could tell you where he's from, but I'm not going to tell you where he's from. But that's about it. I didn't again. I didn't know the guy. But um, so, yeah. So apparently this is about to go down. So. Mo is telling me this. And so we're still, you know, we're still doing our project, what have you. And it was what was really, really weird about it is that in our dorm. We were on the third floor, so all of my teammates, all the football players in this particular dorm lived on the third floor. It might have been one or two on the second floor. The other athletes, basketball players, tennis, golf, you know, those guys on the first floor. Now, this dude, Nathan and Terry and the other guys that he were, was talking to, they weren't athletes because it wasn't all athletes in our particular dorm, but you know, a lot of athletes were in the dorm. But at this particular time, from what I could remember, 
Nathan and the guys that he ran with weren't athletes. Okay. Not that it matters, but they just weren't. And one of the things that was really, really eerie about that night was, and I distinctly remember this, it was right. It was like nine, maybe 10 o'clock and the dorm was quiet. You didn't hear nobody making no noise. You didn't hear no, because normally, you know, you hear music, cats got the doors open, playing music or whatever like that. And, And like, again, it was warm. You might have the windows up, whatever the case may be. Right. So we, so it's pretty solid. Me and Mo actually have the door open. Um, because we're starting to get a little warm in his room. And so we open the door just to get a little air. <clears throat> so anyway, some time passed and <laughs> I'd never forget. We were sitting there. We, we, we took a break. We, I think we went to McDonald's, came back, got something to eat, came back in the door and we're doing our work. And, you know, a couple of hours passed or whatever like that. And, <laughs> One of our teammates, and again, this is like, by this time, it's probably about 10, maybe 1030, right? One of our teammates came by and he said, yo, have y'all been on the first floor? And I was like, nah. He was like, well, there's a line. (laughs) He's like, there's a line of dudes at uh, Nathan's door downstairs on the first floor i was like where i said a line i said how many people he's like man it's got to be at least 10 dudes he said and this and he said it's like four or five dudes in the room now he's like they got some girl in there and i was like four or five damn I mean, the numbers this was <laughs> the numbers just look kind of crazy to me it, just by saying that. Right. So. And I said, well, who's in there? He's like, I don't know the dudes that's in there. He's like, I just saw some dudes standing outside. Right. So he was like, I'm not I ain't even messing with that. He was like, I'm I'm I got some work to do. So. The scene is set, basically. So let me backtrack just in case you didn't get it. About 10 guys standing in a line outside, uh, in a line, (laughs) in the hallway, and four or five guys in the room with this girl. And the lights are off, right? So, anyway, man, I think probably about 20, 25 minutes passed. And next thing you know, we just hear a bunch of yelling. And I don't know where the yells were coming from, but it was just like, I mean, like it was a distinct yell and a whole bunch of, you heard just a whole bunch of ruckus. And what happened was Mo had his window open and the window, his window faced the courtyard because it was a courtyard in between the both sides of the dorms. And so, and through the, through the window, you could hear a bunch of yelling, bunch of yelling and screaming. And I was like, what the hell is going on? And so, (laughs) so the same dude came back by and he was like, what's all that noise? And so me and Mo were like, we don't know what that noise is. So he was like, I'll go check it out. And he didn't even go all the way downstairs. He went like to the elevator. He was about to go downstairs and (laughs) somebody stopped him and said, hey, don't go downstairs. Something's going on. And I guess that was like, look, Whatever's going down, you don't want to implicate yourself and people thinking you were downstairs, so you stay right here. So he's like, just chill right here. So 
again, it was making all this loud noise. So we, so then it sounded like something was like, something was, I heard a smash, right? And so when we heard a smash, me and Mo was like, yo, let's go down there and see what the hell is going on. So we walked, we took the stairs, <laughs> we took the stairs and we went downstairs and then we just saw a bunch of guys just running like, there was a basement part of the uh, of the dorm, and nobody. I mean, like you had no reason to go into the basement because there was nothing down there. It's like a, it's like a furnace and something else, but there was nothing else down there. And so, <laughs> so we went down. So we went downstairs. We saw the guys run through the door and go downstairs. So we were like, Mo and I just looked at each other, like, man, what the hell? Why? Where are they running? Because keep in mind, all we know is that. There was a girl. <laughs> there were 10 guys and maybe another four in the room. And that was it. So we don't know where this ruckus is coming from. So we're like, we're trying to figure out, okay, well, did the girl run downstairs? What I mean, like, is she okay? Like, who is this? Where's this? And I mean, like, it literally looked like a mob of dude. It was only like maybe six or seven guys, but just imagine six or seven guys running through a dorm hallway running downstairs so mo and i kind of looked at each other like <laughs> should we be going down here We're like fuck it let's go let's see and so we go downstairs and by the time we get down stairs i'm hearing screaming i'm hearing screams i mean loud screams and i'm like oh my god are they killing this girl and <laughs> So we go downstairs and the door is kind of, it's kind of stuck. Right. And so I'm pulling on the door. I can't really get it open. Mo pulls on the door. He can't really get it open. And, it, and again, we're still hearing this scream. So, <laughs> so I, I push Mo to the side and I yank on the door really, really hard. And the door flies open. Mo and I step in and we see like seven or eight guys and then the next thing I know, I, again, I was, we're hearing these screams. And then the person that was screaming, the girl runs. I mean, like you, I, I couldn't see it because, again, it was kind of dark in there. Runs right past me through the door. Right. <laughs> runs right past me. And Mo. I, I mean, like so fast to the point where. I couldn't even look and see, you know, who who it was or whatever the case may be. I I couldn't get a good look at her or anything. I don't remember anything. And so <laughs> when you so she ran past me and Mo, she ran back up the stairs into the courtyard. And as she's running into the courtyard, <laughs> somebody I couldn't even believe it. Somebody took a chair and through it and it hit the back of her leg and her shoe came off and so she runs through the courtyard through the front door out of the dorm and i think she got in the car and took off and so by this time the guys are running up behind her and everything like that and then everybody kind of comes outside and then we all kind of walk back because like at this point again Mo and I are clueless. We don't know what just happened. All we know is that 
a girl was in the dorm. She was in a room and they were, you know, getting busy. Right. So at that point, again, we, we don't know. Nobody's saying anything. All we know is just guys make a bunch of noise, a bunch of yelling, whatever the case may be. So then somebody walked back into the courtyard and they grabbed the shoe and they walked back into the, so all of us, it's, it's at least, I don't know, maybe about 20 guys. We're all kind of standing in the lobby trying to figure out what the hell just happened. Cause again, I very little of it. I actually saw cause I, and what I saw, I couldn't make out with my own two eyes to be honest. It happened so fast. Right. Because, she ran every bit of like a four two forty up out of there, <laughs> and so somebody grabbed the shoe and they walked back in, and they said, "Yo, whose shoe is this?" And Mo and I looked at each other. We had our shoes on, so I mean, everybody that was standing in the lobby had their shoes on, and they looked at the shoe. And it was a man's shoe. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) And so somebody said, yo, she had that shoe on. And then (laughs) somebody else looked in the courtyard and found a stocking cap. Yo, whose stocking cap is this? Apparently, she had on stocking cap as well. And so we are quickly determining that she wasn't necessarily a she. It was a he. Oh, how the plot thickens. So here's what we found out very quickly. The young lady that they thought was in the room giving head wasn't a young lady. It was a guy. So at this point, when we see the <laughs> when we saw the shoe <laughs> and the stocking cap, it was almost like the light bulbs kind of went off in everybody's head. Who everybody who wasn't in the room or who wasn't down there, which it was a, it was a handful of us who had just kind of came downstairs because of, because of the commotion, and then there was other guys who had run and chased the person downstairs because they were upset to find out that it was a guy and I guess they wanted revenge. So all of the in the midst of all of this, Nathan comes into the lobby. And by this time, everybody's like looking at him like he's crazy, like, okay. And so everybody's making noise. And I I just (laughs) I don't know why I did this, but I was like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Everybody shut up. Everybody shut up. Everybody shut the fuck up. Nathan. Was that 
a dude in your room? I asked him point blank in front of everybody as loud as I could. I said, was that a dude in your room? I said, the fellas want to know right now. And of course, I wasn't in the room. So I, I don't care one way or the other. But this is just so hilarious to me. I said, was that a dude in your room? His response was, I, I, I don't know. All you heard was, and the fellas just went crazy. I mean, like it was, it was dudes in there that was about to fight Nathan. And, and I was like, wait a minute. Y'all were in a room getting head from somebody that you didn't know was a woman. I mean, like you didn't check her out. You didn't touch her. You didn't, lo- you didn't look at her. But apparently, as the story was told to us, this is something that had been happening mm, every other Thursday. <laughs> and the person would be snuck into the room. And, you know, I don't, again, the little bit of that person that I saw, I didn't see a wig. I didn't see any makeup. I didn't see anything. And I mean, he ran so fast past me, but I, you know, at first glance, I'm like, mm, that's not being a woman, not built like that. I mean, I know what a man is built like. I don't know what a woman's built like. Right. And so this is like interesting. This is like interestingly funny at this point, because I'm like, how are y'all in a room with a girl that ain't a girl? Right. And y'all in there to get you jimmy waxed <laughs> shout out to the 90s <laughs> you in here to get your jimmy waxed and it's a dude oh the jokes oh my gosh this at this point now it the whole room is so i and when i asked him that like i said everybody just kind of lost it and mo and i just looked at each other and we were dying laughing and you know, Nathan tried to explain his story to the mob of fellas that had basically congregated in the uh, in the lobby of the dorm and ain't nobody really wanted to hear it. And apparently what happened was <laughs> what had happened was somebody turned the lights on. Right. And when they turned the lights on, they realized that it wasn't a woman. Now, how they got this woman, this guy into the dorm, I, you know, I didn't even ask. And I will be the first to say that them making an attempt to assault this young man, that ain't cool. It wasn't cool at all. And apparently when they found out, that's how he ended up in the basement because he broke out. He was scared and he thought that they were going to beat him up, which they were trying to do. And apparently I found out later that a few in the room got a couple of swings in and, and, you know, that's not cool. That's not cool. Even if, even if he did deceive them, you don't beat up somebody because of their sexual orientation. So that's not cool. But again, in the nineties, and I'm not making light of, you know, what happened in the nineties, we were kind of wild in the nineties. <laughs> Nonetheless, this whole story was, downright comical to me 
So Mo and I, we are in, we are literally on the floor in tears laughing like y'all can't get like you can't there's no way that you can make me believe that you had this person in the dorm multiple times and nobody vetted to see if this was a woman so all y'all just lined up just to get to jimmy wax and, <laughs> and it, it it took for somebody to turn the light on for you to realize that this wasn't a, a woman you ain't touched no bread no nothing no boot come on bro you lying <laughs> <laughs> you lying <laughs> oh my gosh so Mo and I laughed and laughed and laughed and then by this time you know other guys like our teammates and stuff started to trickle in from the club and other people coming in from the club and stuff like that oh my gosh this was like the stories that we heard and everything and then we started looking around to see who was in that room because there were a couple of guys who, you know, they were chasing pretty hard. <laughs> and the ones that I heard got in a couple of swings. Hmm. That's all I'll say. <laughs> so suffice to say, once the rest of the dorm came in, it just became a night of comedy. Uh, so many jokes were told. Uh, I, again, I, I could tell you so much more, but I don't want to implicate anybody, but the jokes were flying. If you will, I had girls calling me from the different dorms. Um, and it's funny. Cause I think I remember somebody telling me like they, somebody told me that they heard it. Like as soon as they, like one girl, she said she heard it as soon as she got back in there. She's like, Oh, the, the, the dudes in Mitchell hall, they got some old freak shit going on. <laughs> Oh man. So yeah. So the next morning, so me and Mo, we stayed up, man, probably about two, three o'clock. And we could have and really should have been finished with our projects, but it was just too much stuff going on. We were calling people, we were telling everybody that we heard that we knew about it. It was so funny to me. And so and not funny in the sense that they, you know, again, someone's sexual orientation, but it's funny to me that and I, I refuse, even to this day, I refuse to believe that these men, young men, had someone in the dorm that they didn't know who, what she looked like or anything like that. And they just went into a dark room just to get head. I'm sorry. I, I don't believe that. And that, and that's what they tried to spin it as. Like, look, we didn't, even the guys that were in there were like, yo, we didn't know. I'm like, bro, who are you trying to play, man? Come on, man. Really? Who, who are you trying to play? You don't, you, you can't even make anybody remotely anybody with any kind of sense remotely believe that you know that this is just happenstance this is not no you there's no way there's no way that it could have happened but again to me it was pure comedy it was pure comedy so mo and i we stayed up at about two maybe three o'clock doing our project we went <laughs> the next morning we went to go work out lift weights or whatever like that by the time we got to the calf at 7 30 even the lady who was passing out the food in the calf, she was like, oh, I heard y'all had it going on in the dorm last night. <laughs> we were like, no, ma'am. No, Miss Johnson, that's not us. That's not us. And so, uh, so by this time, Nathan is literally the laughing stock of campus. Um, I don't know what happened to Nathan. Honestly, I don't think Nathan, Nathan finished the semester at South Carolina State University. Um, 
if you know anybody that went to South Carolina State during this particular time, uh, they know this story. And I'm pretty sure many of you listening know this story because you were there. Uh, but yeah, it was a wild night, man. It was a wild night. Dude, I, I think, I literally think dude just quit school. And if he quit school at that point, and I, I don't even think we, um, this had to have been like maybe March. So he didn't have much time left in school for that particular semester. But yeah, bro, I don't think, I, I'll put it like this. And he was a business major. I saw this guy maybe two more times on campus after that. And I'm convinced that he left school. Now, whether or not he did or he didn't, I don't know. But the sheer embarrassment, because everybody basically was like, yo, you like transvestites or something. You know, I mean, like he was getting clowned. And (laughs) the dudes who were in the room and the dudes who were lined up, they were assumed to have known. So they were getting clowned. And... (laughs) I remember uh, this one guy, his girl, he was in the room. Now, whether or not something, he said nothing happened, but he was in the room. And his girlfriend, uh, I knew his girlfriend. And <laughs> she wasn't happy. I'll just put it like that. I'm not going to say what I was going to say. She, she wasn't happy. Um but yeah, man, it, it was a crazy night. It was a crazy night at SC State. Um, and I mean, again, you know, not to you know belabor the point, but again, we, I, I, I tell this story and not, you know, making light and fun of someone's sexual orientation because to me that it doesn't matter one way or the other. I don't care what you do behind closed doors. But the fact, what was funny to me is the fact that these guys did this and. They acted and still to this day act as if they didn't know. And even if you gave them the benefit of the doubt and said that they didn't know. The only question is how? How, how do you not know, bro? I mean, you're not going anywhere with some woman in some dark place and not take a look at. her. But, uh, you know, we got those jokes off. <laughs> and still to this day, we're getting those jokes off. And. You know, I haven't seen Nathan since that semester, to be honest. And if I saw him tomorrow or if I saw him at homecoming, I'd probably laugh to myself. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for checking out the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. Five G's.